You are welcome to Faith to Faith broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor Tibby Peters, the president of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. The leaves that were dry become green. Showers of blessing. Showers of blessing. Showers of blessing. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you glory. I see that um, a struggle in serving the Lord, these showers of blessing are coming. Resting upon your spiritual life. And there's a vibrancy is bringing to your spiritual life. A vibrancy it is bringing to your service to God, to your worship, to your prayer life, to the study of God's word. That fervency about spiritual things. Showers of blessing. The scripture said, Will thou not revive us again that, they, that we may rejoice in thee? It means that when there is that shower, there's release of the spirit, there's rejoicing. And then your joy is full again. That joy of salvation. Amen. And I rebuke fears in the name of Jesus. And I rebuke uncertainties in the name of Jesus. The air and cloud of uncertainty, it vanishes now. That cloud of uncertainty. You don't seem to know what exactly to do, how to go, what it is. That veil is over, it's taken off. There is suddenly a strong assurance in the steps and in direction of what to do. Even when it doesn't seem to be pleasant to the flesh. But now there is assurance and certainty. And that cloud of uncertainty is gone. In the name of Jesus Christ. We give you praise. We bless you. We magnify you. I receive showers of blessing. I receive showers of blessing. Sit down for a moment. Acts chapter 3 verse 19. In Acts 3rd chapter verse 19. Peter was speaking and explaining the experience. And also talking prophetically about what will be happening even after that time. He said repent ye therefore and be converted. He was talking to those folks out there. Then he said that your sins may be blotted out. The King James says when. But the New King James says, so that, glory to God, so that the times of refreshing, that means not something that will happen once, 
whatever it is they were experiencing in the upper room was going to happen again and again and again. So there will be times. And that those times of refreshing will come from the manifest presence of the, of the Lord. And that's what we're experiencing here, that from that manifest presence, times of refreshing are breaking forth upon us. Moments of refreshing. Glory to God. And what the refreshing means is that the word there translated as refreshing talks about things that seem to be dying out suddenly spring back to life. Areas that concern you that have been weakened are vitalized. There's something that is important to you but it seems to be fading or dying out. When that wind that refreshing comes, it brings life to it. It also restores hope. There are times where you, you are, you know, hope. Hope is a confident expectation. But there are times where you start losing the confidence in the expectation. And then there are times where there is no more expectation. But when these times of refreshing come, first, it brings back the expectation. The picture of the expectation. And then secondly, it starts restoring the confidence in that expectation. And as I speak, that's the experience someone is having here. First, the expectation is restored. Suddenly now you are seeing that picture again. There was no more there. It could be that, oh... Will, will, will I end well? Will my future be great? You know? Then that expectation seems not to be there anymore. But as that refreshing comes, that expectation is restored. Now you can see it. Then the confidence. The Bible says, lose not the confidence which has great recompense of reward. That means the confidence can be lost. And so what this manifest presence ushers you into is that it brings a time of refreshing and then that confidence is restored. So, I said hope is a confident expectation. It's like the axe and the axe head where you have the axe head with the wood. If you take out the wood, the axe head can't be effective. If you take out the confidence, the expectation can manifest. So sometimes, there's a detachment between the axe and the axe head, and the axe head can even fall to the bottom of the sea. But by the miraculous manifestation of God's power, you will see that that axe head will float again. Amen. And then it will be connected back and be intact. And then you still have what I call the confident expectation. Amen. Say, I receive. I receive. And this evening, the axe head is floating. Amen. Metal does not float, but the axe head. Is floating. The lost axe head 
Lost. Lost is lost. There is no how. It's gone. But by the prophetic move of the Spirit, that axe head is floating again. And then your confident expectation is back intact. Your hope is restored. The Bible talks about the work of faith, the labor of love, and the patience of hope. That patience of hope is restored. Hope maketh not ashamed. And that hope is restored. Restored. You will sleep and wake up. It will be like how you were when you were 18 years old. When you were 11. You know how there's this expectation that just keeps you going. The Bible said, it said, there is hope for the living. That means that one thing about living is not breathing. Hoping is living. That there is something you are looking forward to tomorrow is living. It's not that oxygen is coming in and carbon dioxide is coming out. It's that there is something tomorrow. There is something next week. There is something next month. This year will not end like that. That thing is Confident expectation. Hope. Hope is a skeletal structure that faith puts flesh on. The Bible says, for faith is the substance of the thing. The first thing is the hope. Amen. If that hope is not there, there's nothing to flesh. There has to be a canvas for you to draw. For a picture to come on. The picture can be in your mind, but for it to come out, there has to be something to draw on. That's what your hope is. Amen. Say, I have a confident expectation. (laughs) Yesterday might not have worked. Today might not have looked good. But there is tomorrow. It's a living hope. It's not a dead hope. You are not wishing for nothing. It's a living hope. It's a hope that is alive. And is real. There is tomorrow. Say it loud. There is tomorrow. It's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. There's tomorrow. I preached a message maybe 20 years ago titled The Place Called There. <laughs> it's different from here. I am here, but there's a place called there. See, separate here and there is time. I will get there. Hope 
is what makes you see the picture of there, even when you are here. Say, there's a place called there for me. Whatever is going on now, whatever has happened or is happening, (laughs) is nothing compared with the place ahead called there. I'll sleep, I'll wake up. I'll sleep, I'll wake up. But I'll get there. I was telling someone, I said, if it pains you, cry. But don't cry forever. If it hurts you, grieve. But don't grieve forever. There is tomorrow. He said, for all that is joined to the living, there is hope. A living dog. (laughs) I love that scripture a lot. Is better than a dead lion. You don't compare dogs and lions. But he's saying that, what he's saying that, as long as there is life, there's an edge. There's an edge. A living idiot is better than a dead wise man. Are you hearing me? Because tomorrow he might find wisdom. I receive. I receive showers of blessing. <laughs> showers of blessing. Pray in tongues for a minute. Now, if you're born again, you should receive the Holy Spirit. Very important to receive the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, you will be deprived of the supernatural experience of your salvation. The totality of what your salvation has to offer, you'll be deprived of it. You will never lose praying. As you are praying, you are gaining. As you are praying now, you are gaining. <laughs> the weakest prayer still has a profit. There is profit in the weakest prayer. There is gain in the shortest prayer. The worst thing that can happen in prayer is that you gain something.
Melebrondo bredikete zelebrando bregeduze brediza hala jokleke zibrezize bruzo brize loparaka tamande eklezike zubredize zubregiziza halaba jobrezu brezi jobrezukletozo bregeduze raka puraka zise mele ezobrezukizi joplezo prezukleto malazea mele orodo blendo zobregadiete zizo. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Romans 8, 26 to 28. I focus 28, but I would like to read it from 26. Likewise, King James. He's saying likewise because he had been saying something earlier. He was talking about how the creation is groaning. How everything God created is crying out for purpose. For what it knows things should be like. It has been used in a way it shouldn't be used. It had been made on made subject to things it shouldn't be subjected to. So the creation itself is crying out. He said, just as creation is crying out, so also we that are first fruits of the spirit are groaning from within us. Meaning that the groaning is how we calibrate, readjust whatever is not the way it should be. Are we together? Without that groaning within us, things will remain the same. It's the groaning within us that makes us push. And then, we start altering whatever is not the way it should be. So the scripture is saying that, likewise, go back to Verse 26. The Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. Our infirmities is not talking about sickness here. Alright? It's talking about our shortcomings as humans, our feelings, our ignorance, lack of knowledge, our unsubmissiveness sometimes. The Spirit helps. Then it says, he now mentions one of the shortcomings. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. And now we will put it say, For we don't know what we pray for as we should. So he said, I know I'm supposed to pray, but I don't know how to go about the prayer. I know I'm supposed to pray, but I don't know why I'm not even praying. <laughs> you understand me? How many of you have been there before? Amen. You've been there before, all right? You know that the next thing in your life now, prayer is the thing. That prayer is prayer, you know, as that talking, say, yes, yes, yes. But you've not been able to structure the time to pray, or you don't even know how to pray. That's where the Holy Spirit comes to help. The Greek word there says that help it was a very long Greek word. It means that He's coming to hold your hand. Together against the thing that you're concerned about. Amen. So he's on your side. Amen. 
Glory to God. He's on your side. So when he comes, give him your hand. Because I go back to what I shared with you. He wants to lead you in the path of righteousness. Give him your hand. Sometimes it can come when you're watching a movie. And just in the middle of the movie, they will say something. And you just say, Kai, oh Father Lord, amen. Prayer has come upon you. Take it from there. Take it from there. Do you know what the Bible says when it means quench not the spirits? It is when he comes for that journey, that stroll in prayer. You say, Shh, I want to watch TV. <laughs> quench not the spirits. Amen. The picture of quench not the spirit is like someone seeing you for the first time after a long while. Maybe you traveled. I just came by person so happy. Hey! He said, hey, don't greet me. You didn't call me since I traveled. That's quenching the person. The Bible says, quench not the spirits. As I'm speaking, he will come to help you, to lead you in the path of righteousness. Give him your hand. Yield to him. You could be on the road. Maybe you're even driving. Right in the car. He will come. He'll be in the bathroom. He'll be in the office. He will come. Yield to him. Amen. Glory to God. Yield to him. Now, when you yield to him, you will find that there will be what we call the enablement to pray. Alright? It's an enablement. That you might not find every time to pray. So, but let's read the scripture completely. He said, For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself maketh intercession for us with groanings which does not have the right words in the language you speak. The language you speak is insufficient to give expression to the will of the Father in your heart. You say, I want God to do a big thing. The Holy Ghost says, it's not big. It's not big. Say, it's more than big. So I want Him to do the biggest thing. No, it's more than biggest. So allow Him to give you His word to describe what he is communicating to the Father on your behalf. Are we together? So, the Spirit makes an intercession for us with groanings which cannot. Sometimes it says with deep sighs that words cannot express. That's why someone can be present. It's not something that you can speak in Queen's English. So we'll be praying. That's what I said. He said, what is he saying? No, it's the expression. It's not how it sounds that matters. It is that something is being unburdened. <laughs> Glory to God. 
That means that it can, the Bible says it cannot be uttered. But the Holy Spirit helps you to utter it. Did you hear me? Yeah. When the Bible talks about giving you a wisdom which your enemies, your adversaries will not be able to resist or gain, say, is that utterance talking about? When it goes out, it's unstoppable. That's the right thing to say. Verse 27. We're going to 28. That's where I'm going to. It says there, And he that searcheth the heart knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit maketh intercession for the saints. <laughs> according. Everybody say according. According to the will of God. Now you can't take the will of God out of prayer. Just flip quickly to 1 John 5.14 and come back here. You can't take the will of God out of prayer. Alright? In 1 John 5, it says, and this is the confidence that we have in Him, that we, if we ask anything, see that phrase I want to just read, according to His will. Everybody say, according to His will. Go back to my scripture, 27. So, you see it again. The saints according to the will of God. So he helps you make intercession according to the will of God. Amen. So you are praying, he will make you pray according to scripture. Hallelujah. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. Alright, so verse 28 is the big one. That's the real reason why I came here. Then he says, and we know. When we are praying like this, we now know. After we are praying like this, we know. That means that we will finish in the place of prayer with a knowing. That all things. Now, he's not saying that God is the one that made all the things happen. No. It might not have been God that caused you to lose your job. Maybe your foolishness made you lose the job. It might not have been God that made your landlord throw you out of the house. It might not have been God that caused the thing you are right now in pain about. But when the Holy Ghost takes your hand, He will make that thing work together. Amen. Did you get that? All things means that the one you caused for yourself, the one the devil caused for you, all of them together will work together for your good. Now, let me explain something to you. Don't misunderstand me. One of the great things about teaching is to be understood. The second great thing about teaching is that you cannot be misunderstood. And you understand me? So, don't misunderstand me. The point is this. This scripture is not a promise. It's not a promise to the believer. There are promises. Are we together? There are promises to the believer. It's not a promise. It's not something God promised you that every believer, all things work together for the good for all the believers. No. He's saying that this is an outcome. It is a consequence of following this sequence. Amen. Are you with me? So, when you 
come to him and you don't know how to pray as you ought, and you allow him to take your hand and lead you in the path of righteousness in prayer, and you pray through, the consequence of that order is that all things, amen, will work together, amen, for your good. Amen. All things. Everybody say all things. All things. Oh, say, ah, look at what happened. That means that for the man that understands this, it doesn't matter what happened. Lord, thank you for your spirit. I will take it from here. Glory to God. I will take it from here. Listen to me. You might, you know, I was talking to some people and I said something. If you had an emotional problem, an emotional accident, let me call it. Don't address it emotionally. You will make more emotional mistakes and get more ghastly emotional accidents. You come out of that place and you now say, this emotional thing will work together for my good. Are we together? You take it from there. Tell your neighbor, take it from there. Some people don't take it from there. They just leave it. The things you live in the spirit don't solve themselves. Get it clear. They don't solve themselves. They only accumulate. If you abandon it, it remains abandoned. Except somebody else is helping you with it. Most of the time, the challenge believers have is that they abandon things. Oh, 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 oh. Um, see, sometimes signal is even coming. Signal is coming. Why signal come? The Holy Ghost helps you sometimes to avert some crisis. But we don't respond to those signals and then things go wrong. I remember a friend of mine, you know, um, lost his mother. We were very good friends. We used to do, um, go out for crusades together many years back. You know, and he lost his mother. And um, long story. So he came to look for me. I was still living with my parents at that time, you know. He came to look for me. We didn't have GSM, all those things at that time. And he said, let's go and raise my mother up from the dead. So we went. Then it was military hospital. We went there. I met the morgue attendants. I said, what do you come for? He said, we came to raise somebody from the dead. They said, we should give them money before we go in. So we went in. You know. And ask for the particular cops. Now, the woman, he even got to hear she had died a day after. Or something, I think that's what they brought her yesterday and we came the day after. So we got in there, we couldn't, we couldn't even breathe. We were praying, holding our breath. But I, share, I asked him a question. I said, before today, you cannot tell me that the Holy Ghost did not give you a signal of such a thing. He started crying. He was crying before. He started crying another cry. <laughs> and then he said to me, he had, the first one he had was a dream. And this guy prays, you know, so he had a dream. And he saw his mother in a train. He was at the station, the train was passing. And she was waving. So he said, where is she going, where is she going, where is she going? He woke up. He said it was strong to pray. But he let it slide. 
They told him that the mother was in the hospital. That is the day they took her to the hospital. Three days, four days, he didn't pray. The next time I heard, she was dead. Now, let me explain something to you. There are things that you can stop. Are we together? And there are time dependence. Amen. Am I communicating? Yeah, they are. So I said, there's no how. There's no how. It will have come to your heart. It's not a light issue. You know, there are some things that are not as serious as some other things. I hope you know that. It's a serious matter. It would have come to your heart. Praise the Lord. I, mean, I don't know about people who me. I ask questions. I don't just assume I'll be going. I ask questions. If I don't understand, I will ask questions. Why is this like this? There are times where the answers might not come immediately, but they come. Praise God. They come. Ultimately, they come. There could be things I'm, I'm in prayer about over a period of time. Over a period of time. And then, because I'm in prayer about it, when the answer comes, I know. Because I was already waiting for it. And oh, it's come in most unusual ways sometimes. I was sharing our former venue we were using you know, before we moved here. I had a sentimental attachment to the place. I would say that now. I remember one day, I was praying. And I came outside and laid on the floor outside the property. And I was just lying down there. I was just praying. I can't tell you the details of what the Spirit of God said to me, but... The long and short was, we are done here. I say no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Let me tell you why I was saying no. The picture I saw was that we were on Abacha Road. So to me, that was the Abacha Road. So going to where? Where are we going to? Where are we going to? We stayed on. Then one day. It rained. I've shared that with some of you before. And they were mopping the place and all that, that, that. So there was one particular spot. I can't remember who was with me that day. Okay, I think it was Richard. Yeah, yeah. And they were cleaning, cleaning. The water was just popular. As I stood there, I was looking at it. Kai. I can't explain to you. Eh? But all the scriptures just came together. And it was saying, We are done here. It was that day as I was standing, looking. You know, my wife will tell you, sometimes they, they, they are afraid about how I arrive at decisions. We could just be going and say, we're not doing this thing again. Ah, um, oh, it's done. We're not doing it again. <laughs> I shared that one time. We were supposed to go to Bayelsa on the first or second, I can't remember. Was it on the first? One of, um, first or second, one of these. You know. So, I called him already. I called him already for us to travel. Now, come and pick me. I'm, we're going to Yenagua. You know, to go and see Paspele and, 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 and Pasadelphi. You know. So, but as I, after calling him, I was in the room preparing, getting ready to go. 
Yeah, I just had a witness in my heart that don't go today. Uh, I said, like, Lord, this is my freest day. I won't be able to go tomorrow, the day after. I don't even know if I'll be able to go again. You understand that? Don't go today. He had already come dressed up, carried his things, told his wife and children, <laughs> he's going. He has that. <laughs> but that's, those are not things we look at. Even if I paid flight tickets. Are you sorry? I said, ah, Shady, let's just go to church. <laughs> he said, what happened? I said, we're not going again. <laughs> we're not going again. No problem. We'll go another day. <laughs> Amen. That's how to live. Did you hear me? So, those decisions, we arrived at them like that. And they're like, I was just watching, looking, 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 and I just said, okay. And it's from the moment that decision is made that you, let me use the word, you permit the Spirit of God to do the other thing. You didn't hear me well, oh. You are the one holding him down. That's why I look at some sisters. Leave the brother. You don't want to leave him. You will never see the other one. You will never see him. I'm telling you, that's how it works. You are the one delaying the thing. It was at that moment. Then, you now start seeing new pictures. You will never see the new pictures. You won't see it. So, pray in tongues again. There's something that is, there's something specific about this service this evening. There's something specific about the service this evening. And you're about to have the experience of all things working together for your good. Whatever it is that happened before today, you can take it from here. You will take it from here. <laughs> you will take it from here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, listen to me. Listen to me. I'm speaking in the portions as it's dropping my heart. You know, someone came to see my wife and I. Someone we, we know, you know, where it helps. Somewhere, somehow. And the person, and those things happen, you know, people are people. The person disappointed us, you know, and uh, didn't do well, you know. So the person came. Um, the, the person called me and then came to see me, and, to see me and my wife, and came to apologize, you know, for what went wrong. I was like, I was like, I was, well, surprised that the person came to apologize anyway. You know, there's some people that do wrong things that they don't see that it's wrong. Are you understanding me? Uh, yeah. And what you have to learn in life is to face your face front and just be going your own way. Amen. Your job is not to correct uh, the whole world. Are you understanding me? Just go your way. So, and we've learned that over the years. So we've lived that way. People might hurt us and do things. We just learn how to face front and keep going. And never carry any resentment or bitterness in our hearts about that matter. 
is up to the person and God. Are you understanding me? We'll face forward. So, if we had that situation, the person came to apologize. And I'm saying it because it will help somebody here. Alright? Now, when God starts a process with you, don't do part one and leave out part two. Did you hear me? The person came and apologized. And then left. Let me tell you something. It is the Holy Ghost that told the person to do that thing. But the person does not understand the second part. Are you understanding me? Are you getting what I'm saying? Apologizing is the beginning. Let me explain something about how the Spirit of God works. There are some things that if you don't get it, you have to come back there and get it. Did you hear me? That's how some things are. So, okay, maybe you, the Spirit of God instructed you to do something. Some people just do how they felt at that moment. After that, then when it comes to their heart for the second part, they say, no, 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 no. You are giving again. Amen. It was leading that brought you to that first place. Are we together? I wish I could give a very clear example without getting into details of what, what I'm talking about. Are you with me? And listen, if you, are, you find yourself in that place where the Spirit of God is taking you back to do something, understand the fullness, respond to what came to your heart, listen for the rest. Amen. Pastor Benihin shared a story. He was going through a difficult time. Some of you knew, knew about the case of when he had a, a problem with his wife, you know, and all that. And uh, it was it's a miracle. Are you understanding me? That is a miracle to prove something in the body of Christ. It was, it's a forgotten matter. Everybody has faced their way. In the midst of it, God started taking him through processes. There's nobody that is bigger than the processes of God. There's nothing like that. Too. God said, taking him through process to re- bring restoration and joy back to his life. He was still doing ministry, but something was missing. And one of it was that there's a man called Pastor Jack Hayford, like a, he's a pastor to Pastor Ben you know, long time guy. So God told him to sow a seed. To Pastor Jack, Jack Hayford. Uh-huh, okay. He was going to sow his seed. And they were praying together. The Lord told him to tell him the seed he was going to sow him. Sow into his life. I forgot the figure now. I can't remember $10,000 or $5,000. Something like that. As they were praying, he said, um, 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 God said I should tell you that I will sow this seed into your life. Oh, thank you. But that was not all. God said no. That's not all. Tell him that all through his lifetime, you'll be sowing that seed. To me, I understood that that was bringing back his own family. Amen. It was a struggle. But that's what I mean by you left the first part, you leave out the second part. So he said, I will give you salary every month for the rest of your life as my pastor. And Jack Hayford said, 
this is a confirmation. The figure you mentioned is what I was paid. I just stopped collecting salary last month. And so for you to start with me this month is God doing... Are you understanding me? I love it when you get those kind of things right. Amen. He didn't know about that. But, you know, somebody just say, and God laid on my heart to sow, and then he sowed once. Then he's wondering, something will happen that I won't see the sow, but the fullness of what God was bringing him into seems not to have dropped. Praise God. Am I? That's, I call it partial obedience. Amen. Are we together? Yeah. Sometimes we pray and I say, is this all? Is this all? George Muller. How many of you know George Muller? He's a man of God that lived in England 19th century. He passed on some few years before 1900, maybe 1895 or 97, one of those years. George Muller had an orphanage. At one point, he was feeding 2,100 children daily. And when you have an orphanage, it's not just giving children food. You clothe them. You take care of them. You get a house for them. You understand that? You know, and all that. You educate them. An orphanage is not, it's not beans. Some of you have three children. You know what it is. Just fancy by 30. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> You know, to go away, just open the fridge, have emptied. Ah, ah. You understand that? <laughs> you buy something for yourself. <laughs> ah. That happens a lot, you know. It's just like when I just get to the shop and buy, let me just eat it there. <laughs> because Daniel Joshua. <laughs> <laughs> please can I please can I you know so the point I'm making is Judge Miller had an orphanage and at one point was feeding 2,100 orphans he said and he opened several he, he set up over 100 institutions at the end of, by the end of his life and he brought in over a million pounds then by faith. He was not writing appeal letters to anybody. We stay and pray. But what I'm telling you his story is this. He said that anytime when the, when the orphanage had 80 children, he would pray and say, Lord, is this all? Are you understanding? Is this all you want to do? Meaning that he didn't want to Leave out anything. Are you understanding me? The process of God in his life, he wanted to come to the end of it. Am I communicating? Is this all? I said, no. Expand. To what? Then he'll expand to 300. Is this all? Is this all? Hi. I'm, I'm going to be ministering to the um, ministers at the end of the month. Um, some days ago I was in prayer and the Lord told me what to share with them. And one of the scriptures he gave to me was that. He said, you will know when you follow on to know the Lord. There are some things you will never know until you follow him to know. Are you understanding me? 
What it means is that if you're not asking, is that all? You will never know what all is. You didn't hear me. It's in Hosea 6. So, you will ask, is this all? There are some instructions God has given you. It's partially you are fulfilling. But as you pray, it will instruct you in clarity. In the fullness of that. In the name of Jesus Christ. So some people start some wonderful things. But they just stop halfway. They just stop halfway. Sometimes we're doing something, I'm asking. Lord, okay, we're already doing this. So what next? Is that all? Is that all? <laughs> thank you, Lord. Lift your hands and thank Him. Thank Him. You are taking it from here. All things will work together for your good. All things will work together for your good. Not some things, all. You will take it from here. Now look at me. As you pray, instructions will come to your heart. You cannot have all things work together for your good without the instructions. Are we together? Without the instructions. I've seen people that started life-changing things. And then they stop after and say, Hi! What happened? Why? Some people think that if God told you to start something, it means that there won't be challenges. No. You will fight the challenge. Do you know that when Abraham was offering the sacrifice, you know, offering that sacrifice in Scripture, that some vultures or birds came to pick the fire. He dropped, dropped them away. He didn't just say, I, I've put the sacrifice. Anything that wants to happen. No. No. Fought. There are some of you that said, I'm going to be praying. It was when it came to you when in the service. I'm going to be praying by 11 o'clock. Then you started. You did it for three days. You saw some things that sh- shifting. Then they now, your transformer in your, in your neighborhood was taken away. So now when you come back, you just sleep. Since there is no light. You think God understands. <laughs> your problems will be the only thing that understands. <laughs> because the truth is this. Irrespective of what happened, you stay consistent with that thing. You will fight that thing. Am I communicating? There's some people that uh, it, what came to, now, different people have different instructions. So there's some people what came to their heart was that be leading souls to Christ, and they were doing it. Then maybe the car you used to use and go there is no more available. Then okay, when I get a, uh, my car back, I will do it. Months have passed, and you're no more doing it. Are you listening to me? There is something in that thing. It will only drop through that thing. Praise God. Am I communicating? What about those that were instructed 
to give or sow seeds. Then after a while, they are not even doing it again. Praise God. What I found about those things is that sometimes, it's not like we're sharing about Pastor Benny here now, where he said, um, and then he's doing it. He can just stop. It won't look like anything changed immediately. But over time, <laughs> there's a way spiritual things are. I hope you know that. It's just the way it is. You just know that everything is not the way it was again. No. Ah, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Then you start finding. Ah, what, 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 what? If you're spiritually alert, you will find out, okay, is this thing I've not given attention to? Hallelujah. Just one minute. Pray in tongues. Lift your hands. Amen. I thank Him. Pray in tongues. Mojike prozome in the Zeke Payaba Satayabale. There are processes that the Spirit of God had led you on. You will allow Him to finish it. Some of you, maybe God told you, Oh, let someone mentor you or teach you or do something. You started the process, all of a sudden, you've abandoned it. Oh, maybe, oh, there was a program you started. It was a spirit-led instruction that made you start it. You didn't start it on your own. The Holy Ghost told you. But circumstances have come. And you have abandoned it. Some of you will be a service unit in church. God told you, go there and serve. Go to that place and stay there and serve. Someone maybe is offending you or distracted you. And you're no more doing it. Complete the processes. Complete the processes. Rise to your feet everywhere. We give you glory. Let's lift up our offerings and tithes. And thank Him for today. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3530. Six zero. You are big, blessed, and loaded.